You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for You Better You Bet. We'll give you an edge to beat the spread and so much more. What do we call that? Wagertainment. It's You Better You Bet from BetQL. It's You Better You Bet, Tuesday, January 9th. January 16th. Jeez, I don't even know what day it is. Uh, Nick and Ken with the day off. It is You Better You Bet, though. You could watch us right now on many different places. You could check us out on Stadium from 4 to 6 Eastern. You could also listen to You Better You Bet live on Sirius Channel 160 and Sirius XM 205. Watchstadium.com. Click right there. You could watch the show. I almost just got myself distracted, and I saw a fake report that uh, Jim Harbaugh had accepted the Chargers job. That's not real, though, and now I have to mute an account. That's my only problem with uh, Twitter with X. There's a lot of fake accounts. Yeah. But I do expect Jim Harbaugh I- I- to become the next head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. Doesn't that just make complete sense? It does. No, I agree with you. I think the bigger question is what's going to happen in Michigan. Like, we were all wrapped up in Alabama and who's replacing Nick Saban. Like, we're kind of forgetting that one of the premier jobs in the country might open up here in a couple days. You would think they're probably just going to go with Sharon Moore. Like, that would make the most sense. But have you heard the rumors of Brian Kelly maybe going to Ann Arbor? Yeah, I can't see that happening. I think I it's got to be Sharon I think LSU's Moore. his last stop. I so think it's got to be more. I think it's more, too. has to be I, more. I mean, you saw when Harbaugh, I mean, he coached in the two biggest games of right. the regular season, Ohio right. State and Penn State. Exactly. He's got the credibility. Him. Yeah. I no, think I that agree. makes complete sense. And then if he's not the answer, you make another hire here in like three, four years. But I think Harbaugh to the Chargers makes complete sense. I think he could turn that thing around with Justin Herbert. Um but I do like. I don't think that's the best job. Uh, I love Justin Herbert, but Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, never stay on the field. Quentin Johnson looks to be a complete bust. The defense is a big mess. Yeah. Uh, I kind of like the Commanders' job to be honest. You have the number two overall pick. You know, even if you don't end up with Caleb Williams, he goes to Chicago, or you're not able to move up. You get Drake May most likely. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the Cowboys are always going to be the Cowboys. We'll see what they do with Mike McCarthy. Philadelphia, maybe they're not a shoe in to win the division like we thought uh, after what they did last year. And then the Giants, I like the coaching staff, but that's about it. We the good see what thing, they do. too, about the Washington job is expectations are so low. Like, if you're a head coach and you come in here just living in this area, Ryan, they will be a legend. Right. If you get that team to be, like, a playoff perennial team and you get them to, like, NFC Championship games, get them to a Super Bowl, oh, my God. You well, you finally be. have people in charge, too, that have a clue. Oh, exactly. Or at least we think that they have that's a clue. That's the big thing. Dan Snyder finally gone, so— yep. Yeah, and you get but, the number two pick. Like that's the most attractive thing is you're getting either Drake May or Caleb Williams. So, and I like the moves that they made. Like at the time, I didn't know what the Bears were doing, making a trade for Montez Sweat, but that worked out because their really defense good. was top yeah. ten the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. And with the Niners, I thought, um, I'm sorry, with uh, moving on from Chase Young, moving him to the Niners, I thought that was a good move too. I like Chase Young, but I like him more in San Francisco opposite Nick Bosa. He's never going to be like a 14 and a half, 15 and a half sack guy, right? So I'm not going to pay him like that. Uh, speaking of Nick Bosa, though, he will be going for San Francisco. They're nine and a half point favorites against the Green Bay Packers. 
who do upset the Dallas Cowboys. 50 and a half is the total in this game. I still kind of like the over. Green Bay on the money line, plus 350. San Francisco, minus 450. We've saw this matchup now. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, Matt LaFleur obviously comes from the Kyle, uh, Kyle Shanahan coaching tree. And we saw um, in the NFC Championship game back in 2019, 2020, it was San Francisco winning that game 37-20. to 20. Raheem Mostert ran for 220 yards in that game. Jimmy Garoppolo only had to drop back nine times. Crazy. Blew out the Packers. Both teams were 13-3 and three that season. That was Matt LaFleur's first year as head coach for Green Bay. Mm. Then we saw this two years ago where Green Bay was 13-3 and three going into this game. San Francisco was a 10-win team. And San Francisco didn't even score an offensive touchdown and still won the game. They had a block punt. They had a block kicked, block kick in the game. And it's just because I think Kyle Shanahan has the advantage over Matt LaFleur. He definitely has the advantage over Joe Barry. I know the defense has been much better the last couple of weeks, although even though Dallas did hang 30-plus on him, yeah. um, I think this is a really bad matchup for Green Bay. I know they're going to be a really public play. I like the Niners. I haven't done anything with the total, but I would lean over. There's a prop I really like, but what are your thoughts on this one? It's rare that in Divisional Weekend I like as many sides this week as I do, like really feel good about them. I really like the Niners. I really like a minus 9.5. So our social team here at BetQL for BetQL Daily posted a poll of to viewers and listeners and all that and people on Twitter. If you had to back one underdog this weekend, if you had to take the Texans, the Packers, the Bucks, or the Chiefs, who would you back? And the most popular dog by far was the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, we're screwed. And I'm like, that's all I needed to know. Because, Ryan, here's what happens, okay? We come into the playoffs, and everybody thinks Dallas is going to roll Green Bay. Everybody's like, Dallas is at home. They've won 17 straight. They score a million points. Green Bay is just lucky to be in. A seven seed has never won in Super Wild Card Weekend since they expanded to seven teams. And now Green Bay goes into Dallas, and... Again, Green Bay always dominates Dallas, and it's Dallas in the playoffs. And Jordan Love, who has been playing great the last three weeks of the season, continues to play great. And now we're just going to change everything that we thought about Green Bay, and we're going to take them against San Francisco, who has been steamrolling everybody in the NFC this season when they're fully healthy. So now we, we want to take Green Bay. Like, there's a reason why this line is as high as it is. This is going to be one of those games where people who bet Green Bay plus the points are going to be sitting there four minutes in, and they're going to be like, what have I done? Because we haven't seen San Francisco play in three weeks. We're going to remember how incredible Christian McCaffrey is. George Kittle's probably going to have a buck 50. Debo Samuel's going to be running and receiving. Ayuk's going to be doing his thing. The defense is going to make life miserable for Jordan Love. Like, it's just a bad matchup. And you just mentioned, historically, like, it's just a bad matchup for Green Bay. I don't see anything changing this time around. Now, Green Bay has been great as dogs this season. Beat the Chiefs on Sunday night as touchdown dogs. Won on Thanksgiving against the Lions as touchdown dogs. Just beat Dallas. Like, they're great in this spot, which is going to draw more people to them. But, man, now that we're under the 10, love San Francisco. But as I told you, like, I really think the play that I kind of like the most is the team total over for the Niners. 29 and a half. To me, that's the play. Generally, if you like the over in the game, which I kind of am leaning towards and you like the favorite, just taking the team total over is the way to go. Man, I mean, as you know, like Joe Barry, it just, I mean, he's going to struggle in this game. Like, I don't think they're going to get much stops. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. see, I agree. I think this is a really bad matchup for Green Bay, and I think Dallas was a great matchup. The Cowboys would probably still be playing 
Like I liked so even if I know Detroit was really hungry to see him again, but I probably would have bet Dallas in that game to be honest. I just thought Green Bay was a terrible matchup, and also because if you look at the second half of the season, we thought of Dallas because of Dan Quinn and Micah Parsons is a good defense, and they were a good pass rush number one there, but they weren't a good defense. Forty eight percent of passes and forty four percent of runs, I believe, graded successful. And when you go back and you look at it, Dallas, yeah, eight and zero at home. But they played a bottom 10 schedule of offenses the second half of the season. So they were in like shock when they saw Jordan Love and Wicks and Dobbs, who the week before was coughing up blood in the hospital because they couldn't defend all those wide receivers because Stephon Gilmore was dealing with the shoulder injury. They lost digs early on in the season. And that secondary just wasn't very good unless they were getting pressure. And you couldn't do that against Green Bay because their O-line is number two in pass block win rate, even without Bakhtiari. Jordan Love, since week 12, has been a top-five quarterback by every metric. He's getting rid of the ball quicker. He only has one turnover. He's taking the underneath stuff. He's going through all this progressions, and the Cowboys couldn't stop the run. They were 30th against the run, so that was a bad matchup. But San Francisco can stop the run, and if they take away Aaron Jones in that run game and they force Jordan Love to drop back 35, 40 times in this game, I know he's been great, but, you know, they're going to get some pressure naturally with Nick Bosa and with Chase Young. And then they have Fred Warner patrolling the middle of the field, so you're not going to be able to do all the stuff that you were able to do in the middle of the field against Dallas because Dallas, with their linebackers, couldn't cover the middle of the field. That's why you saw Tucker Craft and Luke Musgrave have pretty big games for Green Bay and both get in the end zone. But San Francisco doesn't give up that stuff. The only thing, you know, we were all making the case for the Rams against San Francisco because they could push the ball down the field, and that's how you beat the Niners. That's their only weakness on that defense is their secondary, and you could hit them with explosive stuff. Why can't Green Bay do the same stuff, though, with Jordan Love pushing the ball down the field, with Christian Watson now healthy, and with Wicks out there? Right. You know, maybe that is a bad matchup, but I'm with you, man. I don't see it happening. And then on the defensive side of the ball for Green Bay, they've been much better the last couple weeks, but also, like, let's look who they played. Against Dallas, that was impressive, but Dallas did get things going in the second half of that game. They Mm -hmm. scored 30-plus points. Green Bay plays a ton of zone, and you can't do that against San Francisco because Debo is going to kill you in the middle of the field, or George Kittle is going to kill you. Yeah, Yeah, he's going to get rid of the ball quick. And like against uh, Minnesota and against Chicago, at least on third downs, Green Bay was able to play man coverage because Jair is playing really good football the last couple weeks of the season, and he's healthy again. You can't do that against San Fran, though, because no. Brandon Ayuk's going to crush you. Right. So that leads me to my favorite prop of the playoffs. This is, um, I like it a little bit more even than I did Ferguson in the last matchup, and he had three touchdowns. Give me George Kittle over 51 and a half receiving yards. Give me George Kittle. Three and a half receptions is minus 165. So I took the plus money for four and a half, and I might keep climbing the ladder, man. Green Bay, you go back since like 1998. <laughs> they can't defend simple crossing routes. They can't defend the run, so McCaffrey's also probably going to eat here. But George Kittle, Green Bay's bottom 10 in EPA on dropbacks to tight ends. So um, bottom five in yards per coverage, explosive reception rate, missed tackle rate. They can't cover the position, so you're probably going to get a bunch of yaks. So I like the receiving yards and the receptions for George Kittle. That's my favorite play in this game, and I'm with you. I like San Francisco. Love the team total over. Hate to do it because I love the Packers, but I think that the season ends here. So listen to this. The San Francisco 49ers this season, when they have gone up against NFC teams and they have been healthy, when Purdy's starting, Debo, Ayuk, Trent Williams, McCaffrey, when they're all out there, they have played 11 NFC teams. They have won every single one of those games by double digits, except for one, and that was against the Rams. Do you remember when McVay kicked that field goal at the end and there was all that speculation if he knew what the spread was? That's the only game 
when San Francisco won 30 to 23. They beat the Giants 30 to 12. They beat Arizona 35-16. Dallas 42-10. They beat the Bucks 27-14. They beat Seattle 31-13. Philadelphia 42-19. Seattle again 28-16. All these teams they beat the Commanders by 17, Arizona by 16. This is what they do when they go up against the NFC. I know it looks like a lot of points with Green Bay, but there is a reason why it is yeah. that much. When San Francisco goes against the NFC and that spread is under double digits, you take San Francisco. Like, especially at home, dude, because like last year, or I'm sorry, two years ago, the game where they beat Green Bay 13 to 10, they don't score the offensive touchdown. That was in a really, 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 really um, like cold. That, that was a cold weather game at Lambeau Field. I forgot what the temp was, but. It was really cold. Mm -hmm. And then you go back to the game uh, in 2020 where they're at home. They hang 37, and they could have scored 50 in that game if they wanted. They just had a big lead and took their foot off the gas. But Shanahan knows how to win in the in the, in the, in the uh, playoffs. He's 7-3 and three over seven seasons. And I just – the only reason I won't lay it right now or I haven't and I like the team total a little bit more is just because if they do go up two scores, like I think the back door might be open in the second half if Green Bay is if Green Bay is able to hit some explosive stuff, maybe you know score some touchdowns in the second half. Right. Because I think San Francisco is just going to be able to run the ball all game long. Nobody else in the NFL, no no other team has had more runs of ten or more yards. They have seventy four in the regular season, and the Packers are 29th in rushing yards against first contact, nine hundred and six yards after first contact, and they're twenty third in yards allowed per rush over 4.4 and now you're going against Christian McCaffrey. So that's the only thing that scares me a little bit is just the number, you know, being past eight and a half. Uh, but I think San Francisco is the play, but the team total over, I like more than laying the nine and a half right now. I, I really like that too. Yeah. I think, I think San Francisco, uh, they win this game probably by 17 points, maybe 20 points or something like that. I, I just thought the Rams were the only team in the NFC that could give them a game just because of the defenses of these other teams. Like, I don't like the way Green Bay's defense matches up against them. I don't like the way Detroit, Tampa Bay. I I think the only team that could give them a game was the Rams. So now that they're out, I think it's it's a good look for San Francisco. And, uh, you know, if you're looking at Super Bowl MVP, McCaffrey, 8-1. to one, I think that's that's a great play. Yeah, okay, so we pull that up right now, and if you like San Francisco, and I do, I really like their path now in the NFC. Purdy, plus 375. He's right behind Lamar Jackson, plus 325 for best odds for Super Bowl MVP. Mm -hmm. And then you have McCaffrey, 8-1 to one right now over at BetMGM. I completely agree, man, because he could be the regular season MVP. It's not going to go to a running back, right. but look what he does in the receiving game. You look what he does on the ground. Again, no other team had more explosive runs, 10 or more yards. Then the 49ers, they had 73 rushes over 10 yards this season. McCaffrey's been a beast. And I love the offensive line, uh, but it's because of Trent Williams. Nobody else even really grades out all that well other than Trent Williams. So right. a lot of that is McCaffrey. You know, 806 yards after initial contact they have. So I don't hate that 8-1. to one. Um, I like them against Green Bay. I like them against Detroit or Tampa if they pull off the upset. Mm -hmm. And then the Super Bowl matchup, let's say it's Baltimore, though. You know, maybe they could shut them down. Maybe they could shut down the ground game, but I still think he would have like seven, eight receptions in that game. See, and I still think I'd like San Francisco I think if, on a neutral. Yeah, I think if the Niners and Ravens played again, like Shanahan's game plan would be totally different. It feels like in that matchup on Christmas Day or Christmas night, 
Shanahan came out with like a point to prove that like Purdy should be MVP and he tried to throw it way too much. The one successful drive they had in that first half was when they leaned on McCaffrey and he broke off a couple big runs. He scored a touchdown. So I think if they matched up again, Shanahan would really lean on the ground game. Obviously, knowing that, you know, Purdy threw four interceptions when he last played Baltimore. So obviously the Ravens would know that and they would know that probably San Francisco would be more run heavy, but I just I would trust that Niners run game more than I would against that Ravens rush defense. That is, of course, if they meet up. Yeah. Uh, but whoever they play against, whether it's Buffalo, whether it's Kansas City, Houston, by some crazy, you know, shot, I, I would I would still like McCaffrey. I think he is the best play 100% on the board. We hit on Kansas City Buffalo. We both like Kansas City this week as three point dogs. So let's say they win that game. They match up against Baltimore right now. Patrick Mahomes seven to one Super Bowl MVP. Mm. Travis Kelsey and what could be his final game before he rides off into the sunset to go get married? 100 to 1. I mean, it's a tight end, but let's say like 10 receptions, 120 yards, and a touchdown. And what could be his final game? Yeah. Jason Kelsey looks like he's going to retire. Uh, I don't hate 100 to 1. Nah, that's pretty good. All right, we'll take a quick break. We're going to talk some NBA with Rick Camp, who actually just sent me a message, said he has a crazy divisional bet. So uh, we'll hit on that next. It's you better, you bet. Ryan Horvath, PJ Glasser, filling in for Nick and Ken. We'll be right back with you better you bet presented by bet mgm on the bet ql network